Hey, y'all, it's Kristen and Christine from, from The Takeover. Takeover. We're growing and loving the engagement via social media and through our audio platforms. If you want to hear more from us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That's hashtag The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Listen, rate, and comment on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at The Takeover CC to join the conversation. Now let's get into the episode. Okay, so <laughs> we are now tuning into the takeover with Kristen, Christine, and Darius. Listen, hey, we were just talking about having friends that just drop what they doing yeah. and coming to just in the nick of time. The we had a sis Amen. last week. We have a brother, a brother <laughs> this week. Bruh, B R U A. Amen. Well, I will. I will give Kristen the pleasure of um, introducing. Sir Darius, just a little tidbit. He could talk about himself, but true. you know, true. Kristen could give her a little one, two, threes about Sir Darius. Okay, well, I've, I've also his name has been on this podcast. Yeah, that's before, what I'm saying. So I it's like y'all already know Darius. Yeah. Like. So whoever is new to the podcast and is like just hearing about us and what we're doing, you're um, late. I want you but to know who Darius <laughs> is. Darius, shall I say your last name? Uh, you can say my government. That's cool. Okay. Is your middle name McKenna? We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that, that government. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> since I already dropped stuff, I'm not going to give no, you last name You just say the whole now. thing. Say the whole thing. Darius McKenneth Moore. Wow. Okay. Like junior. That. Junior. Junior. Wow, okay. I, I like that. Well, let me tell you how I first met Darius. I was at the Godforsaken School. No, I'm just playing. Um, I was at Loomis Chafee High School, and... I was, we were at orientation. Well, at least this is my first memory of meeting you. Mm -hmm. We were at orientation and you spotted me with my, don't laugh at me, purple Aeropostal sweater. (laughs) Oh God. My khaki shorts and my Nike high tops. And Darius came up to me as friendly as he has always been and says, so you from Brooklyn? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, damn, I couldn't hide. But how did you know? And I mean, Darius is from Harlem, so I don't know if there was something about me that read like not only New York but read Brooklyn, read Little Mama specifically. <laughs> Facts. I got, I got like, I got eggs, bacon, grits sauce <laughs> from Kristen, low key. Ooh. Um, but tell him why I said that. It was because of something specific. Was it something? Was specific? it the accent? No. Ooh, it was, was the sneakers, remember? Yeah, it was a high top sneakers, but is it a Brooklyn? It's not sneaker? a. It's not a Brooklyn thing. I was just like, I think I had known you were in prep, uh-huh. so then I was like, okay, I can do like you know, I can cut some things off my list of like where I think she'd I'm be from. Crying. So then I was like, she's definitely not from Harlem because we don't because we don't really we don't really rock Aeropostale in Harlem. <laughs> so I was like, okay, she gotta be from Brooklyn or Queens, and I was like, she's not corny enough to be from Queens, so she's from Brooklyn. That's why I said, uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there you have so it. That's um, the story. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So after he met me and well, yeah, he introduced himself to me and learning that he's from Harlem and just becoming like really great friends throughout our time in at Loomis and 
as all predominantly white institutions, when black people make friends, they tend to be pretty close forever. And so, um, there is, oh, oh, I guess not. Speak for yourself. <laughs> What's tea? What's well, tea? I'll speak for yourself. Well, let me speak for myself. Every time I've made, well, in high school, that was your high school experience. High school. Yeah. I'll give that to my college. Yeah, I feel Not like college. Even. Yeah, but yeah. I've, here we are. Me, you, Robin, a couple of us. But yeah, every time I've been in a PWI, I've made friends with black people that have lasted forever. Friendships. But other places, you know, it's, it's just not the same. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darius is an actor. He is... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he used to kill it on stage. That um, was me. You... <laughs> should I tell him where you went to college? I don't know how much your information will be. Yeah, you can tell him. You went to college in New Orleans at not New Orleans. Not New Orleans. No. Let me let me just yeah, <laughs> uh, mess it up. I went to college in North Carolina. North at, Carolina. Elon. At Elon. That's crazy because I was born in North Carolina, so I don't know how I did. Yeah, you've been that. new. That's crazy. <laughs> I wish I went to school in New Orleans. Bazzi, 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 yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. No boy. Amen. Watch the breakdown. Hey. Yeah, so anyways, Darius is just the best friend ever, best brother, best everything. Clearly Aww. is present when he needs to be. Um, makes me feel great. Um, and I feel like it's just, I think we'll be friends forever till we die. We will be. We yes. will be. We got to talk about reunion, by the way. Oh, yeah. child. Yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> I didn't pay for that yet. But thank you for having me, y'all. I appreciate you have to pay for y'all reunion? Yes. <laughs> It's a, it's like a lot of money, low key. It, it's high key, because you have to you have to pay for housing if you are are dorming there, and then you have to pay for food. And they do these like they do elaborate dinners, but yeah. um people's people bring their cousins, Kids. auntie, grannies, all of that, you know, affairs, right? <laughs> Not necessary, but okay. And enjoy it when it comes. Yes, <laughs> we'll um, see. <laughs> Kristen, Kristen want to stay at the hotel because she don't want to put her feet on the nasty, uh, the shared bathroom floor. I shall not. Which I, which I understand. I shall not, and I shall not be paired with anybody that I ever lived with those four years they, of college. They do single rooms. <laughs> well, they do single rooms. I shall not live anywhere in anywhere the vicinity close. of them. <laughs> she doesn't want to even glimpse them. So why go? Right, right. No, no, no. There's a reason to go. But, yeah. yeah, we we stunting. We're plotting. Stunt you know? gang. <laughs> stunt gang, stunt gang. But anyways, let's jump right into the episode. People were stunting this weekend, were they not? Yes. At the Met Gala. Gala. Well, um, I need to know who is really, who really came out, who really popped out the looks. The theme was heavenly bodies. Catholicism all mixed in there. Yeah, it was like fashion and the Catholic imagination. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's problematic? It's hard. You get it. Because somebody brought it up at work today, and I was like, uh-huh, you know what? I thought about that. I think Catholicism was very ornate, very gaudy. I think the when you think of cathedrals as opposed to churches, when you think of the papals as opposed to a minister, when you think of the Pope, like the, the Pope, Pope as it's opposed a fashion to statement. Reverend this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. it is bounteous, it is it is in your face. Mm-hmm. It is extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not in any sort of negative connotation. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, although it can, but that's not today. <laughs> that's not the place because, <laughs> you know, 
Christianity and what it's supposed to teach you and giving to those and yet the church has so much money and so on and so forth. Money. <laughs> so this Ooh. might just be a reflection of this in the fashion world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think I think I think people they I think popes and priests wanted to stunt and show <laughs> yeah. and wanted to show their congregations, their followers what you could aspire to be and also also when you have money you can just buy all of that fancy shit right mm-hmm. and so and in in the same point in in these in the priesthood and whatever it's the church the god has given it to you in order for you to show it mm-hmm. i think in the same way in in, in fashion and in these spaces like they've worked some of these people have worked damn hard <laughs> so if there's their one night to stunt and go all in although they do this on a regular but this is to the next this level is, yeah, this is right, pop right. out that, and some for some of them a good number of them it was their first one mm-hmm. i say they can go all out i will say like but i think i, I asked the question the because it was thing. like it's not only the religion thing but it's like you tr- you're just putting on you know it's like you're putting on a religion or but the thing the thing that i feel like needs to be separated is that they're not the cloth the yeah, they're not clothing the clothing yeah. is not the religion even right. though it is a mm-hmm. um a intrinsic part yeah it's an intrinsic part based on what human beings have made it religion itself is not what you wear right you know come as you are right so i think um yeah i don't think well depending on the religion that's true because if you're a muslim Mm -hmm. but catholicism though right catholicism no but then also when you look at catholicism and like the way that art on the spectrum of christianity right like art is so influenced especially like in the western world we think about like da vinci Mm -hmm. and artists like that Michelangelo, all of their art is inspired by Catholicism, mm-hmm. um, especially in the Western world. Like we look at Catholicism as a point of cultural reference, mm-hmm. so it's like stained glass. When you think of art history, right? Like, you have to go look at a church. Like yeah. you have to go inside. So I told you, somebody should have came dressed like the they did. Like, What's her name? Um, like the like the oh, like the stained glass, the stained glass, the oh, windows. No, 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 no. Okay, no. A few people came dressed in like you know Virgin Mary visages on the dress and stuff yeah. like that but like you know catholicism or the cat versace for example is like a perfect um kind of like visual representation of catholicism it's like colorful a lot of those like um the renaissance shapes yeah. you know stuff like that so i don't know um i liked that solange really the do-rag the do-rag she turned that. it out she was like first of all she said my god is black period she <laughs> said my god wears a do-rag okay where's a do-rag so my god is black and um, that is that that is that <laughs> and, and probably a woman yeah yeah she wore the do-rag very long yes, yes. she didn't do no roly-poly very, very nothing because <laughs> um, I was like Iman Shumper he does this thing where he like ties nah, it and does a little poly. nah yeah that's what y'all do in Harlem apparently that's what he say that's show. actually that's a fact but you know boys be looking kind of like like stank with the rolly in the back <laughs> facts you know like they be the types to wear like athletic shorts with the dingy white underwear showing oh no oh. right like get that visual cringe right cringe cringe, cringe. but Solange gave good vibes she and did. she also brought her designer with her which i thought was absolutely amazing because that is a woman like mm-hmm. she's the creative director and founder of that brand yeah and so to bring her because sometimes those people that and i've asked this at an industry event before but the people that are typically in the background like the assistants the the prs the the man like well not necessarily managers but the people who work the behind the scenes the interns like you never see them 
mm-hmm. and they never get the shine, and yeah. they are the ones that have orchestrated the whole look. The event. They, yeah. They're carrying the dresses to and fro, mm-hmm. the trains, and all that stuff. Right. They did the makeup. They're getting they're walked the on, walked they over, water. Walked on, like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Everything. So I thought that that was beautiful. Um, who else was stunting? We got. I mean, are we are we saving Rihanna to the end? Well, she stole the show. She <laughs> is the show. King Re, Queen Re, Popery. Popery. But yes, I mean, listen, we done said all the names. Rihanna. Rihanna. Miss <laughs> Robin herself. Mm-hmm. Y'all, when I saw. Robbed, stole, she mm-hmm. took it all. She snatched. <laughs> it murdered, she wrote. Like, I didn't see any of her edges. I didn't see any of mine either. <laughs> she snatched, took, Them, stole everything. Everyone. Everything. The God. detail. I mean, for mm. her to, first of all, come out looking like the Pope herself. Literally. Like, like that's such a political statement, right? Like right. You, you have her coming out with this lingerie line. You have her being her own woman boss. Yes, and she is dressing herself as the most powerful person in the Western world. Right, and also that with Catholicism, they also love to say how like they give back to all of these different needs and things like that. She has her whole Clara Lionel Foundation. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and and let's <laughs> and talk about needs. Like let, she's covering. Um, Everybody's shades and makeup. She's covering everybody's body, body sizes types. and lingerie. Let me, I told you on Instagram. Yes. I'm, I'm getting me a Pop set. Out. Just because I can. Out. Right. Just because she going to have the big girl, the the, the sexy. Right. You Every, know. Lingeries. I'm, I'm going to get me a lingerie just because. <laughs> she literally is giving out. She's putting out. She's she is just blessing <laughs> us. Listen. Hallelujah. And let's not Hallelujah. forget where it all started, which is she provided for all of our needs with the music, which I cannot wait for the music to come out because Same. apparently the next album is going to be a regular Reggae. album. I already know how I do. Do it the reggae. I heard about that. <laughs> Yo, are you excited? I am jumping up and down right now. Now, do you consider Man Down to be reggae when she did it? The beat is. It's like it's, a pop. It's pop reggae. reggae. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think. I think the. I think you know what else helped to give the reggae vibe? The video. I keep telling Correct. you, yeah. visual, like, mm-hmm. and so. The running pop a pom and the behinds like uh, it reminded me of like dancehall queen. It reminded me of shatters. It reminded me yeah. of yes. yes. So yeah, I'm excited for I'm her. Excited but for I mean, too. who who we trying to drag? We trying to drag anybody for the Met Gala? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> you know, you know what? Okay, I think an honorable mention. I thought Janelle Monae looked fine. I thought it was oh, in her yeah. line yeah, of yeah, work. Yeah. It's in her line of work, but it's not the line of work. It's not working. I just I felt like the black and white was mm-hmm. just not it. There was nothing to me that was. Well, Christine told me she wore headpiece, right? Yeah. She so did. there's that. It had the halo looking. Right. right. So I think that that worked. That yes. worked, she and the know. um the big um like body covering mm-hmm. piece that was very um representative of the catholic the catholic whatever right mm-hmm. catholic fashion <laughs> but you see the it was like a checkered situation and i'm yeah. like that is not where we're going yeah. well it's also like this is a new era of janelle monet musically artistically mm-hmm. and i would think that she would come out to the Met Gala of all places, like or of all events, looking like this new era of Janelle Monae. Yeah, Monet. but she right. took us back to 2010. Right, <laughs> and it's like I get the uniform, I get why she does it. There's a purpose for the black and white specifically, but 
it's just like the 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 visual for her album was so colorful and new and fresh. Like mm-hmm. I wanted her to come out in one of the one of her like vagina pants, right? Like, something like that, something yeah. avant garde that fit mm-hmm. the theme. Mm-hmm. But she still looked beautiful. Yeah, she's a beautiful human. I think it was avant garde when she did it, and now it's like okay, we're still here. Right, right, right. right. Did y'all see the video Letitia Wright posted on her Instagram with all the black people? God yes. no, but I need to see it. Yes, it is. She has like three separate videos it's of them taking a picture together. Beautiful. Um, I, I, th- I thought I thought Black Panther did well. I think oh, Chad Chad T'Challa. Oh yes, Best <laughs> T'Challa. T'Challa. He came Best, out looking like T'Challa. Yo, dress man. The shoes. Dress people. Yes, the shoes. Detail. The shoes. Detail. Mm. You know mm. who else looked mm. really good, or not even good, but I loved the statement. Which Lena Waithe. She yes. came out with the rainbow flag, mm-hmm. and um, somebody posted or like broke it down. And they were like, "There was nothing more heavenly than a queer body," and yes. that shit spoke to me. That shit was deep. But you know, I, I enjoyed that political statement and seeing her there too. People are out here. I mean, I I Zendaya didn't see like Letitia she... Wright. I did Zendaya. not. Zendaya. I did not like it. Pause. It's Call it's me. a reference. She was Joan of Arc. Like yeah. you gotta respect the reference. The oh, thing I with, didn't. The thing, didn't see, right? The thing with Zendaya that I, I've always felt like she's never complete. But it was before I understood that she was doing concepts. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh. like everything is like a like an artistic reference. It's a comp. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Which is story. to Law Roach. Law Roach is her co- her architect, her oh, okay. stylist. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's from. America's Next Top Model. Recent. He's a recent new addition judge. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think I loved it. I, I thought too. her because I thought a lot of people tried to do the chain mails mm-hmm. and they wasn't doing it right. Right, right. But she did it right. She yeah, did. I guess it just. Uh. It's just that no one beats Rihanna, you know. I, I mean, yeah, we can't even yeah, put no. nobody like, in the same really league. You to... understand? But for me, it just I don't know. <laughs> Nikki was off, maybe it was her I body. Like it. Oh, Nikki! First of all. We out here. If we representing Catholicism, we're representing Jesus Christ. Why you came in red L- and black? Red, like because she's the bad guy. I'm crying, Tony. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Come on, y'all. No, is that really why? That's, that was the reason. No, because that looked like she got that dress off of Flatbush Avenue. Shit. <laughs> 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 Nah, she. I mean, I liked prom twenty seventeen. Right. <laughs> I'm dead. She looked. She. I mean, she, I thought the concept was cute, but she did look. She just. You just know when it's not right, you know? It's just not. But I like the concept, though. You saw her in Cardi... Oh, Cardi B. We forgot about Mm. Cardi B. It wasn't my favorite look. (laughs) She's going to leave it at that. It wasn't my favorite look. Okay. Certain certain commentary... Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Theme? Okay. 100%. Yeah. But the details... The details are certain things, like, could have been put together a little bit better okay. you know what i, I wish that her hair was different that's all i can say her hair and i liked yeah. the hair i wish the hair was a little different I, my problem was the makeup the, you know what i said that too yeah i, I wanted it to be softer because she felt very like like she was giving you very, like very hard in the face exactly in the, but if you're like giving ghost. me if you're giving me madonna right the virgin you're supposed to be soft ingenue mm-hmm. angelic mm-hmm. she was yeah. giving me like like fordham avenue Road, you know? She was giving you Bardana. So who's <laughs> somebody giving Flatbush Avenue, somebody giving Fordham Road. <laughs> Damn. Two enemies. Up the down, Bronx, downtown. Party versus Nikki. The Bronx I mean, versus Brooklyn. I thought she was going to cover Dude. her baby like, girl, if you get any, if you get any closer to me, I swear. If you get closer to Cardi, to They need baby mommies Gardier, like me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't like people that do not do the theme. You know what? Mm. I... We'll make an exception for 
um Cassie. Cause Cassie mm. did that. The tux, mm. ooh, immaculate. Oh, I like I'm immaculate conception. Doesn't we'll just leave it at that. So she did follow the theme. Cause that's right there was beautiful. You know, I feel I've always felt like since she got with Diddy, I have not seen her without Diddy. Yeah. And I want to see her without Diddy. Yeah. yeah I'm tired yeah. of seeing him attached to her. Right. Like how I feel with Jay-Z mm. and Beyonce. Like, oh, like we know wow. y'all are married, mm -hmm. but give me Beyonce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like But then you oh there is Beyonce though. Like, cause when Jay Z well, is there, absolutely. maybe he's like in the corner. But she is hundred percent like always with him. Be Cassie or Beyonce. Cassie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, she hasn't put out any music. Right. Her music career ended when her relationship with Diddy started. Correct. But her fashion, she's an, like, I feel like we can say she's iconic in fashion. Like, her choices are very amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think that she can pop out without him. I agree. When it's, she does it, let me know. Like, girls night out, okay? Like, what are we doing? It's like, she has enough clout with that, with me and you, just that one song alone. Mm -hmm. People will always know who she is, mm -hmm. as long as you were around when that song came out. Like, even if you weren't. Mm -hmm. So, it I don't gets, know. It gets played, DJs play it in the, in the warm-up. Right. So, yeah. kids are always going to know it. You know who she is. And, I don't know, I'm just tired of seeing Diddy. I don't, it just feels... I feel like she her her star her star power is being held back. I'm crying. Mm -hmm. Speaking of them, here's how Sean Combs and Cassie did the Met Gala and after parties. Why this man, this ghost, Chanel under eye <laughs> patches to wow. you know blot out the mm -hmm. you know under eye yes. bags. Um, the bags. bags. Yeah, sleep. Wow. Chanel. Luxury. Listen. We don't need no fragile masculinity in this house. Yeah. Do your face mask. Yes. Do your little charcoal regimen. Get your regimen together, cause y'all like listen. Just do it. Right. Get your toes melanin, done. Melanin. Better off. Get your toes God. done, my nigga. <laughs> melanin <laughs> should not be an excuse for you to look crusty, dusty, right. musty. You gotta exactly. make it pop. Because rustic. While yes, our people came from the land. They also knew how to wash themselves. Okay? okay, we taught everybody. Else <laughs> like we're clean people, obviously, but like, like men, I polish honestly, it, polish you, it. If you get Make your hair cut every Friday, you should be doing a face mask three times a week. Yeah, point blank and the period. It'll you you'll look younger for longer. And also, y'all you know? wouldn't be complaining about the aftershave bumps and all of that stuff if y'all was actually doing stuff Correct. for your face. Correct. And you wouldn't have to be always going to. It's simple. You wouldn't have to be going as much to your temporary doc job that you go to for at your barber. <laughs> oops, and you wouldn't be blaming your <laughs> your barber for everything if you yourself was helping to take care of yourself as well. Get those those pores cleaned out, sis, hmm. bro. All of them. Anyway. Anybody else for Met Gala? What I thought you? Winnie Harlow looked pretty. Yes, yes. Winnie. Yes. Like my real friend, Winnie. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And actually, Winnie and Lena both got their makeup done by the same person. Ooh. Uh, Rebecca Aladdin, who does it? Who does Justine Skye's um, makeup. How did you think the Migos looked this year as opposed to last year? I feel like somebody just took the black <laughs> from last year and just painted on it and just gave it to them and said to walk the runway again. Ooh. I thought they looked good. What did they look like last year? They was all black? They all, all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I expected it. No, they, I mean, they fit the theme. It was, I think Versace did their mm -hmm. outfits, so mm -hmm. that made sense. Yeah. And it fit, it fit their whole vibe, like that kind of grandiose, like big jewels, big colors, mm -hmm. everything looks lavish. Mm -hmm. You know, it fit the theme. I thought they looked good. Offset got a shape up. <laughs> Surprise. So Surprise. Did, so did take off. Bless him. Take off, got a shape. Bless, cause she, yes. he, he, you know, 
You know, I'll be yeah. Oh, poor thing. And Quavo with his huncho. His rings, yo. That's that shit is crazy. You he got, got money. How many letters is that? Eight, six. H-U-N-C-H-O. Yeah, but he got it. Six separate rings. Six separate rings. And then the extra ring for the, the pinky. Yeah, Two of them. Crazy. Yeah. He crazy. has money. Do you, what do you think will next year look like? I never could guess these type of things. I just watch. Me neither. I always wonder how people, like how the stylists prepare if they don't know. You know, like how do you, because re, apparently Rihanna's dress took 250 hours to make. Just the dress itself and then the detailing with all the pearls and stuff, because they were all real pearls, took 550 hours. Who had to fish those out the sea? Isn't that crazy? It was designed by Margiela or yeah, uh, John Galliano. Yeah. And like think about that's what 240 hours 250 hours is what that's 10 days total right but then you're not working 24 hours every no, day so or are they or are the <laughs> sweatshop takes come on so Jeez. you have to be really prepared for these things and i really actually i really do admire like the commitment people put into it because mm. it is a lot more fun when you see the work of someone else's labor, but right. also see it come together as a right. piece. So, yes. I, was, I just want to see more the thank yous. I love that this becoming a common thing on Instagram to say the thank yous and to tag yes. people, yeah. the yes. MUAs, the, the stylists, the, the teams. teams. It takes a village, literally. Just knowing because working on the side of being a part of a team and then knowing that in the future, gonna have a team, like. Mm. You want to I know how it feels everybody. to be on both sides, yes. and I know how it feels to feel the acknowledgement as well as, well as to give the acknowledgements and see the reactions to it. So, mm-hmm. and you also get money when you get tagged. Like, money, money, money. That's yes, really important. You're getting connected. Let yes. the world know who I am, so I can keep right. Making I want to grow with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not because of you, you know, exactly. or just because of you. Shall I say? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I said I like you like that. <laughs> Small like you know how to smile. <laughs> you know that Instagram? What's his name? Yes, I know. You, you know what I'm talking about? Where you like? He smile. I, I like that. <laughs> I'm dead. So dead. Okay. Yes, where do you want to go next, Kristen? Black girl lit and the lit is for literature. literature. So this week we are talking about... Zora Neale Hurston and the book that will be coming out this month, Barracoon. And um, a little bit about Zora Neale Hurston. She is a writer. She's, a, well, was, I guess, mm-hmm. she passed away. Um, she wrote The Famed, um, well, Their, posthumously famed, um, Their Eyes Are Watching, watching God. Shout outs to Alice Walker for um, reviving that art Black woman work. for reviving that work for mm-hmm. her short story writer she originally worked um she actually was trained as an anthropologist yes um at barnard barnard yes new york city reference again Hello. her father was a mayor she they was really out really there. yes and mm-hmm. so she was i think that anthropology work makes so much sense like knowing knowing now what anthropology is mm-hmm. and like having seen like taking classes that were cross-listed in it but then also like knowing what the work is to what good work looks like as well as bad work Mm -hmm. um it informs the way in which she wrote their eyes were watching 100 a thousand percent and Mm -hmm. just to know that certain people ridiculed the way in which she wrote so so much so that she literally died according to the vulture article penniless penniless and alone Mm -hmm. um because not even her contemporaries you know even the richard wright who i regard 
<laughs> like yeah. highly. And um, most people for his do. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just didn't feel like using the use of the AAVE, <laughs> the African American Vernacular English. Yes, say that was necessary and valid enough for it to enter the academy to enter um, the literary arcs. Which that- is so strange because isn't aren't all of the books written by white like Huckleberry Finn? All those all of those books. Talk that. Dialect. Talk that. Uncle Wait, Tom's Cabin. Talk that. Literally, because they're allowed to do it, um, and for them to make. And for it to feel as if were caricatures in their mm-hmm. stories, and were they, tropes, were these archetype people within their um, novels, within and theirs their are literary lines. masterpieces. Mm-hmm. But when we do it, and those we, are supposed to be the accurate versions of our of us because mm-hmm. it was written by the white man, and that's the respectability politics going from way back. It's like you mm-hmm. literally have to bite your tongue, and that's something that actually um, I want to give a huge shout out to Professor Parham, Professor Marissa Parham. Um, Dr. Marissa Parham. <laughs> she was my thesis advisor, and one of the things that I struggled with was keeping that authentic voice because I want to be able to connect to people in, you know, in my hood and people mm-hmm. that I grew up with, people that I know still need that work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the only way you do that is to keep that language as is. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not that it's any. Who are less you writing than. for? Right. Who is mm-hmm. who you writing for? And and we as black people have been known to travel to other people mm-hmm. we're traveling mm-hmm. um philosophically we're traveling and ascribe to a standard right that is outside of ourselves right we're, we travel we travel um physically we travel spiritually we travel in every single form and fashion just to get to the same levels of accomplishments that these people are gifted mm-hmm. just like given you know gold spoon yeah that mm-hmm. and um and and i think that it's a chance for them when you keep your work authentic to whatever language dialect um cultural reference etc keep it as is so people are allowed to travel back to you you need that that that, that byway yeah mm-hmm. that bridge and so and um, it makes it so hard when you're learning the other you know what's also interesting with uh, uh with, um chris and i being from like caribbean backgrounds the idea of like oh the queen's tongue like the mm-hmm. the queen's english mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm lauding that lord of all and and yet still <laughs> even with that it's like patois and dialects and accents of those natures like how those are also muddled and are not considered high art until bless you salute um they're not regarded <laughs> as you know high art or considered a part of you know they can be they can be in music they can be in you know one-off things in poet in in poetry or in little riddles and rhymes but they can't be in the book you know they can't be on paper right they can't be bound together Mm -hmm. for eternity um and yet what? what we think about as eternity is like the paper and the books right but yet the messages that we pass on from generation to generation oral histories live longer and you know what the foresight of the man so the let's get to the book itself baccoon and it's the it's the story of this um the last living slave who was transported by the middle last living slave question mark (laughs) okay you know what i just i was just reading the rereading the first chapter of the new jim crow Mm -hmm. and michelle alexander mentions this book as mm-hmm. a reference for like she was a Zora Neale Hustler was doing like census work or, yeah um, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and she found found quote yeah. this person interesting they continue. Sorry. but yes Last Living Slave according to these her research and what she could find mm-hmm. um 
that traveled the middle passage and he had so much foresight to tell her so she was a um anthropologist so it was like this obviously had to occur to her but he let her know that he wanted his words to be authentic he did not want to be want anything to be anglicized he did not want anything to be um translated like he wanted his words to be as as is and so for that to be here is just like she's capturing blackness in its true authentic form um another reason why they didn't want to even put out the book was because um it he talks about strife with um fellow africans fellow black africans who Mm -hmm. were you know selling certain people Mm -hmm. and it's not something that um when you talk about respectability politics it's not something that you want people to know because it's like oh your own people did you dirty um obviously i personally believe that nobody would have anticipated the ills that have come out of such a disgusting um thing as say slavery mm-hmm. but um but yeah you you still have to address whatever happened and i think mm-hmm. that's very important and i think this is going to be a phenomenal book to to even grace the the printing presses yeah i think i think even the name right like barracoon mm-hmm. like i think is very interesting because like the idea of like the barracks like those were mm-hmm. like the deep down like you have to dig to find those and like Zora Neale Hurston went back home to like went back down south to go you know, like do these um interviews also the idea of like coons like mm-hmm. thinking about like who's gonna sell out and who's gonna give themselves away to the white man in order to you know receive some sort of like temporary satisfaction you know <laughs> and thinking about who are that's them- wow I guess mm. Yeah. It it just it just <laughs> it's it, it's it's so interesting. Like there's different parts and um Vulture was able to, you know, bring some um excerpts um to light prior to um release, but things like in Africa, like capture, like he goes in, like he talks about the middle passage, he talks about his slavery time and he talked about freedom. He said after they free us, we so glad we make it the drum and beat it like in the Africa soil. We glad we free, but we can't stay with the folks who are what own us no more where we gonna live we don't know and it's like where we gonna live we, we don't, don't know. know what that sound like gentrification what that sound like I so like you, the idea nobody of barracoon all is of like this stuff literally today like yeah um and it really speaks to the disease of capitalism huh? right like everybody we don't talk about we don't talk about other african people selling their people to white colonialists but that's because we're not acknowledging capitalism as the driving force for that. Like, it's not about people selling people. It's about them selling people for money. Right. And that's an important detail to right. talk about because it's, right. you know, like, we do a lot of shit for money. We do yeah. we do a lot of stuff yeah. for money. And you can only imagine what you'll compromise when someone promises you everything in the world, including getting on a ship in the first place mm-hmm. to go to a foreign country and mm-hmm. work for them, you know? Wow. And yeah. yet still it's finite we're always told that money is finite for some people for some people for some people yeah for some people you know why i I say that because uh, there's always a caveat you know like people with high school diplomas white people with high school diplomas are literally making the amount of money like they literally have in reserves you know the the amount of money that black people make right. when they, after they graduate four-year college there's no way that i should be graduating and going through hell of a four-year college and you making what i make or you have stashed away Pay what money i have to, to make money like excuse me Pay money to we, make we, money. kristen and i know someone who dropped out of college and 
created their own app. Um, won't give you all the details <laughs> on it, but like they definitely had a reserve and stash of money. Mm-hmm. And now they are living a very lavish life. Right. But because they were afforded all of these things, this it was their destiny, right? Like yeah. this is this is what they were born to have. Mm-hmm. Right. What are we we don't even know where the hell we're gonna live tomorrow. Period. So it's interesting also to think about the idea of destiny, like this destiny, the idea of like going to a new place and what my life will be, what will the life of my children and their children be. Mm-hmm. And Oof. this idea of ending, like where does it end? I ho- and I hope it ends for some people. Mm-hmm. Freedom, the quest for freedom. What is freedom? What is What's freedom, freedom Killmonger? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do he know? <laughs> and does he know? <laughs> We could talk a lot, a long time about that. But you, no, we're gonna talk about that later. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the book, the book. I'm excited. Books, books for my birthday passed, but like, books for all year round. All year round. If you're trying to add add two of these on there, um, it came out. Actually, I think it came out today. Back home. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I think okay. it, it did come out May 8th. Okay. Um, it's already sold out on Amazon. Of course, wow. Because so, I was literally about to go on Amazon right now. So you need to catch yourself and find yourself another one again by May 13th. It's going to be okay. in stock again. Okay, perfect. Um, So that's when I get paid. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Me um, too. So. But yes, uh, I probably would even get one, you know, Mother's Day. It might be nice to get her one. But yeah, I I just really thought it was necessary to just to talk about that as well, just because of the whole idea that like we have to change our language, like the idea that we have to use language over a dialect, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. as if a dialect is not language. As if it's not valid in our everyday life. Right. Right. As it's not a mode of communication. Yeah. You understand? Like. Just because it is not, mm-hmm. it's not given a, we talked about that, like not given the um, validation or recognition. So much like what we said last episode with, um, with Kanye, oh, Kanye, Lord, I'm already thinking ahead, <laughs> with um, Kendrick Lamar, Lamar getting the Pulitzer Prize. It's like his work was Pulitzer Prize before Pulitzer Prize. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like we knew that it was a claim. We knew what it meant to us in our spirit, mm-hmm. but the title does something different. Mm-hmm. And so it's always battling that because I think even Richard Wright, you have to understand where he's coming from too. Cause it's, that's what he was taught. He's literally like, okay, this is how you succeed. I want you to succeed. But then it's like, mm-hmm. so I can't be myself mm-hmm. and, I, and these people can't be mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. and succeed. Which is something that I spoke about today earlier with some people is like the idea that oftentimes when we, when we, even when we talk to kids, whether it be formal or informal teaching. And I think this goes with the literature is like, you're in your taught something like how, um, Professor Parham taught you to, well, told you to just like write for you, write for your people, right. so that it can be accessible. When we we actually de- make ourselves inaccessible at times, when we you know do the code switching, when we do the changing, when we do the shifting mm. in these spaces, when the hope is in, in diversity, inclus- inclusivity, and like equity and all of that stuff, is to bring your full self mm. and, and be so appreciated as such. When uh think of those people who have taught you while all in good good intention of how to survive in these spaces the idea is that are they actually are they actually doing the best that they can for you are we being as radical enough is that the most radical thing to do in order to change the system and disrupt Mm -hmm, the system mm -hmm. is to rather work within it and to 
Loki become a part of it, you know? Yeah, but the, the problem there is that some people get lost doing that. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say all, but a lot of people get lost doing that. And you did. see it at different levels. Like, you yeah. can see it with the girl who decides to wash her hair every day when she has a perm because the white girls are doing it. And you're like, oh, something is going on. Not only, I mean, physically, her hair is dropping out, but psychologically, something is going on, right. you know? Like, and the the person that decides to code switch so much that it's like when you go back home you forget to speak your native language like yeah. not mm-hmm. i'm not talking there's about there's no conversation after yeah the conversation yeah like literally forgetting words from your native tongue that, that i mean that happened to me my mother um she we were having a conversation one day and she was like you realize that you talk differently when you're on the phone right and i said yeah i do realize that and we were talking about the the, the code switching as a survival tactic and I think about literally um, in high school, we're we're taught how to we're, we're retaught how to write. We go mm-hmm. through this whole at least that hour high school. We go through a a course our sophomore year where you're literally reprogrammed your English the way that you write the words that you use the way that you start sentences mm-hmm. is reformatted. And if you do not do it the way that you're taught to do it, then you fail. You fail, and then if you fail, you cannot be a part of the advanced placement classes. You can't do anything. Yes, is, I'm a failure, guys. You can't do anything at the level of <laughs> excellence. Wild. So it's like, what, what then do you learn from that? You learn, okay, if I'm not at this level of excellence at all times, if I'm not talking the way that I was taught to, that's respectable, that's supposed to be academic then you've lost all sense of who you were Mm -hmm. and as you leave that space you leave it brand new Mm -hmm. so then you go into other spaces talking the way that you were taught and being inaccessible i found that especially with black men i could not communicate the way that i once could because i didn't have the language literally like the way that my voice the cadence everything Mm -hmm. was so different Mm-hmm. that they couldn't relate and I couldn't relate to them and I didn't understand where the programming difference came in so when I'm with my friends my, my guy friends especially who are black from high school it's a relief for me because I feel like I can get back they're the only people who know that authentic me before all of this changing and having mm-hmm. to relearn mm-hmm. yeah becoming reacquainted with the self okay all of that stuff is really it's hard especially when you're in a space that completely deprograms you mm-hmm. speaking of deprogramming <laughs> There's someone that's really deprogrammed that we are going to gather. We haven't done a gathering since season one. Is there a sound effect for the gathering? It was a echo <laughs> on the gathering, you know? So there would be like <laughs> a gathering. Yes, like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> y'all already know who we're about to talk about. And I know some people are like, oh, like y'all late. Like, no, because he's about to pop up and he keeps popping up and... <laughs> I think it doesn't hurt to keep and it's the the content. It doesn't has, has to, to keep have going. going. You have to get somewhere. Someone told me, oh, like he's doing it for comedic relief and like I, and like he's probably urging for all of us to talk to have these dis- deep, deep conversations. Yeah. No, my friend, Sir Kanye West, Mr. Kanye Omar, uh, whatever his name is, <laughs> Sir West has lost his. Mr. Kardashian has lost his mind. Okay. Um, because he has become a part of a culture that we cannot even we can't i can't identify him anymore i can't locate him i go back to his i went back to his old music and tried to listen to it and try and feel the gustos and the nostalgia that i felt back then and i literally couldn't Mm -hmm. i can't listen to a jesus walks i listen can't listen to diamonds sierra leone and feel the same way i felt about it when i first got the cds Mm -hmm. i think i'm not completely there but i do Mine is monetary. I'm like, I'm not going to stream your stuff because 
even if it's my one stream that's giving you point zero 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 two cents, I don't want to give it to you because you are literally invalidating the experiences of people that look like you but have are live are living different lives. You understand? So I I still get Jesus walks because I understand that he's in he was in a different place when he created that. I still get like all those other songs like the masterpiece that was um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy but i don't want to financially support you if you are not supporting me in ways that are as tangible as money mm-hmm. that you will reap the benefit of right and that he's yeah. reaped the benefit of off that slavery that was not a choice <laughs> that was forced labor yes um that has allowed him, and yet it's still he's encaged himself within the white man's hand yet again yeah now that is psychological enslavement and that was a choice okay you chose to become a part of that society and you don't have to be a sellout i don't think anybody and everyone that any person of color um black person when they go into the media industry has to become a sellout because sellout and, and and that automatically equals success because this is not successful this is actually traumatic um, and it's saddening to sit there and see an artist, literally a creative, that I will not take him away from him whatsoever. Um, a creative mind, like a genius in respects for his artistic craft, pull himself down to a space where he's unrecognizable. Like, And it's, it's interesting <laughs> too to think about like, he, I think he is in a place in his career in his mind where he is a universal artist. Everybody knows who Kanye West is. Everyone knows his music. But the truth of the matter is, my guy, like my black people, black people are the people that are investing in your culture. Right. That are not in, in your in your fashion. Like we're not buying the clothes per se. We're buying the sneakers. We're buying the music. And when you lose the people that got you to where you are right foundation. now, foundation. You lose your foundation. You're gone, and he's been gone. Yeah. And and I think I really do think in his mind he is like he's a pop star. You're a rapper. Like mm. you can you can mm. be a you can be in pop culture. Pop white people love black culture. They love rap until they're tired of it. Until they're tired of you, they'll drop you. Right? Kanye West will be dropped eventually, and he thinks that he's he's Invincible. not susceptible to that. And that, mm. I'm wondering if that invincibility thing will happen when he runs for president because I feel like at the end of the day they'll be like oh but you still a black boy <laughs> don't forget right. mm-hmm. you're not even half black like dear Barack it don't okay? matter what you are black yeah. Barack. So, so sit back little boy I think I feel like that's gonna be a moment and that might to me that sounds like it another breakdown waiting to happen but I think the connection between um, our black girl lit which is which was Zora Neale Hurston and Barracoon and getting to Kanye is literally the authentic self, right? And she she did not translate for anybody. She did not look for a cred I I always say this word wrong, but accreditation. 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 But whatever. <laughs> she didn't look for that. And that's exactly why she died penniless, quote unquote. Because she was like, no, this is the work in its authentic form and I'm not going to pay attention to what accolades mean to you. Mm -hmm. And I think he's so consumed by what accolades are for white America. And it's hard not to be, I understand, because it's almost like if you don't have this accolade from this person, aka degrees and, 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 you know, from undergrad to business to um, any, any of those Mm -hmm. extra titles and jingles at the end of your name, Mm -hmm. if you don't have that, it's almost like, 
you're forced to live um, penniless. And penniless is not a good life. Like, penniless is not eating. Penniless is not having no proper clothes. Penniless is not, is not having no proper health care. Like, that's not a good life at all. So you may be escaping or trying to escape one thing, but you're falling right into the next evil. And he's looking for radio spins. He's looking for, um, he's looking for stuff to be on the top of the billboard charts. Like mm -hmm. we understand, but there's also like, you have to understand that you look at the work for what it is. But riches also don't bring you so penniless. Can you could penniless? Our people were penniless you can be happy as and well. they took care of themselves. Like, I think it's hard it's though in the, America. It's hard to be penniless in America. But it's also he's not he's not healthy. No, he's not. He's but not. that's the thing. Is, to me, <laughs> and, I feel like there's like a there's two evils. There's like you fall for one or the other, and it's like. And I don't. Are we at middle? Do we have middle ground? Are we? Can we embrace middle ground at black people as black people? I don't think. For me, I don't think I will compromise my health and wellness for a check but i don't think and i think i have in the past and i know what it feels like and i'm not at that extreme yeah i am not a compromising I, self right and i think i don't even it's like did he do it consciously I, it's like is he doing it consciously? and like and what are you doing exactly like what are you doing That's it scary. for you know because at the end of the day out of it are we getting are we gonna receive a masterpiece mm. Are we going to receive mm -hmm. something enlightening and that pushes us forward as, as and, mankind and, and that will totally erase because in the sense of social media and stuff like that, we can forget like the TBTs and all of that. Like it can unearth a lot of this stuff that he's right. saying before. Right. Are we going to laugh and say, ha ha ha, ki ki ki. He said this. And yet the progression when He's literally been up and down it, this entire time. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like, <laughs> you were talking about um, the idea that, like, um, riches don't don't give you happiness and you have to have titles. You have to have the accreditation to, to be legitimate and to be valid. His entire first album is dedicated to the idea that you do not you have, don't to, have be to be yeah. legitimate to be successful. But what did that do? That legitimized him, quote unquote, legitimized right. him because it gave him all those accolades and then right. it's like, it's almost like he bought into it. Like, oh my God, like, that's how it works. That's yeah. the formula. Yeah, like, so So now it's like, it's a very superficial, like, I'm out the box. I don't think like other people. I can do whatever I want. Well, and it's like, someone made a good point that like, they, so I don't know if I necessarily agree with this point, but they said that Kanye West has always been more concerned with being a contrarian than with being um, then with challenging the status quo. Mm. He does things to challenge the status quo because he thinks that that will elicit more attention. Right. But I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I think that there, I think that the, again, the disease of capitalism and the, the fame, fame caused this, this monster, this person mm. that really has no sense of self. He is the idea of Kanye West. Kanye West is no longer a person with ideas mm -hmm. unique to himself. He is the machine of Kanye West. Yes, yes. And mm -hmm. he and he even refers to himself as as a the, you know, he he has he's going to have the biggest clothing line in the world. And yeah. this idea that he is himself a corporation. That Building detachment factories and all of that. That, that is whiteness reality, at its finest. <laughs> like, right, if you really <laughs> want to talk about it. Metropolis like he's living in isolation man even though he, i'm sure he has a ton of people around him he is living in isolation like 
yeah. lost on the world, down on his knees. And it's it's saddening because I'm sad for his kids. Like, one thing about it is, like, mental health is is one thing. And, like, I don't, you know, part part of mental health says, like, it can, it can be developed, like, after. But it's also, gene- like, genetically a part of you as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying don't have kids. If you have health illnesses, whatever, whatnot. If God is giving you the opportunity to breathe life and bring life into this world, then do so. I think it's the combination of seeing the out. Like I can only imagine how they're going to consume this era of their father hmm. and as children, very impressionable children. And then once again, once they learn a little bit more, and then mm-hmm. once again, once they are able to reject, accept, um, create for themselves, mm-hmm. and then when all of that doesn't matter, <laughs> when they see their daddy acting like a fool themselves, and they call it out for themselves. Um, or if they fall right into it, too. You never even know. Because right. they're, like, born into it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, sis don't even acknowledge, like, Who sis? racism. Who sis? she's not a sis <laughs> right she's not a sis miss, miss thing she's a thing. miss thing that lady over there she, did, you, did you all see the part the part of the tmz interview where he was talking about um north's teacher explaining to her that she's yes. black no so you gotta watch that extended cut <laughs> yeah i watched the part where van ripped him a new asshole <laughs> no that part is really important because he says basically well, damn, why didn't you wait for me to tell her? Oh. And it's like, so the issue here <laughs> is that you have been waiting to tell your black ass daughter that she is black. That she, that is, she black. is black. <laughs> right? Like, just because Ooh. your wife cooks half baked collard greens and liquidy mac and cheese does not mean that she thinks off rip that she's black. You That's have to so let your kids, like, it's, it's an integral part. Of, of the experience of a black person to be told you're black. She's too grown to not know that she's not black. She's a whole four or five years old. Blue Ivy no. could have told mm. that girl that she was mm. black. And you know she's <laughs> curious. Her cousins are white. Her mother right. is not white. She's She is a white passing, passing woman. woman. And she's looking at the people in her life like, y'all don't look like I'm me. different. What's, what does that mean? Why is daddy you, brown? Like, the thing that's going around with that, I don't know if she said it like this, but why is daddy brown? But the rest of you and mommy's, you know, kind and but then she got olive today, but yesterday she wasn't. I wonder right. what happened in between that. Oh, time. when she take her makeup off, sis, like <laughs> <laughs> she don't look like that. When so that, when that spray tan wears off, you know what I'm saying. So it, it, there's there's so much that Kanye is not aware of himself. He doesn't even. Did y'all see the thing where he doesn't like to read? Yes. Yeah. It's like, sir, That's your brilliant. your mother Amazing. was an educator. Amazing. She's a teacher. You don't like to read, so that tells me that you have no interest in facts. You have all the right, interest in right. interpreting them mm-hmm. and interpreting them falsely. Which I just want to say, rest in peace to Donya West because yeah, I don't know what what I don't know. He he has still said he still continues to say that he has not gotten over his mother's death, and Clearly. I've that's I've never experienced that. So I can only imagine, and I don't want to call it on myself, how I would ever experience that when it happens to me. Right. Um, Especially when in that the height day comes career. in the right. height yeah. of your career and confusion. Um, confusion. And to put 
to try and put him on solid foundation, I would say I need him to visit his mother's grave, and I need to I need him to sit with her for a while, mm. because I feel like, and with Mother's Day approaching as well, I just feel like there's only, like a mother's spirit can it can't I don't think it could totally fix because I'm not gonna give that to a, a a human to do, but it's gonna rupture something. It's gonna bring up something that allows you to break free at least, and to actually sit down and be able to reconcile this all and with this eight with the digital aid and all of that stuff like forget all of this like yeah through the wire my guy like genius genius i mean like, did you did you see oh. i'm trying to give you all the references from the news but you did y'all see that he wanted to make his album cover the plastic surgeon who yeah killed, yeah i mean he didn't kill her but you know he she died as a result and it's just like he is literally dropping all of the gems for why he is the way that he yeah. is in yeah. his own face. He knows yeah. that he is hurting. Yeah, hurting. He mm. he knows. He wrote in um that song FML. He says um something about Lexapro. You don't want to see this nigga when he's off his Lexapro. Yeah. yeah. You're on meds. We yeah. like there are so many things that we know about. But he about said him. it also to to Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Yeah. He said like um, yeah, because he said, "Are you are are you on medication right now?" And he was like, "Well, yeah, yeah." What you think? Like, duh, yes. I it, there's just no there's no guessing about what's going on with him. Right. And it's a sh- it's a shame that he he can't even see past it. He can say it and verbalize it, but he can't internalize it. I think I think putting him on solid ground requires not only leaving him responsible, though he does need to take responsibility, mm-hmm. but also community is very important. Right. And somebody around him, I know there's a lot of people that they're buying into Kanye as the machine, Kanye as the idea, mm-hmm. but there needs to be somebody that's invested in Kanye as the person and not invested in what the money is going to look like and mm-hmm. what, what the next achievement is going to be. Like... Be invested not, in personhood and not yeah. in these like superficial titles because at the end of the day you die as a person. You don't die as like all these like extra awards and everything. And like, he says that on the first album, there's a there's like a collection of skits and he's like there's a there's a like a basically a character that is like he goes to college, he gets all these degrees, and his whole thing is like his dad keeps telling him to get degrees and get degrees. You can get buried with your degrees. He wants to literally earn all of these things to die with them. Mm. But it means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing mean. to the human. Like your dead body can't do shit with the with the degree. Right, with the piece of paper, which, which any piece, with any piece of paper, it'll decompose with, right along right with along you, with like, you, right before you. Like, I think, I think, and that's the thing is, I wanted to realize that Kanye is Kanye, but Kanye is the dude on the corner. Kanye is. The dude on like the Kanye is your sister that's around like around Kanye the way. Kanye is the hotep on Facebook telling women not to get college degrees. Okay, they're ruining the black family unit. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus, Kanye is some face. of y'all boyfriends. So Ooh. and and with <laughs> and with that, I would like to say like gather. It is quite reflective of the state of our people of the like the world today, like. It's, it's one thing about living in isolation for the sake of, like, you need to get away from the world for a while. And it's another thing for us, for some people to realize that people are literally slipping away and drifting away and not trying to bring them back into the fold mm. any way which possible. So I'm not even going to call names as to who should do it. 
but there are people out there that I think could be trying and need to do a little bit more for him, you know? But when you think about it, Jay-Z probably was that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he let him go for a like reason. I'm tired. Right? Like, I ain't getting... He, he probably had those people in his life, but he figured they're not yes men, mm-hmm. so I have to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> let us bow our heads let us bow our heads and, and pray for the hoteps who don't believe in Christian God Amen. they believe in T'Challa probably whoa Jesus <laughs> I'm dead T'Challa has my shoes on though I'm not gonna hold you <laughs> I'm not gonna hold yeah, you he really you know what I'll yeah. take a check I know King Re and Queen Re and Pope Re got all the you know <laughs> she got all of it for me everything but Hopefully. i must say t'challa he i can't even call the man t'challa chadwick boseman he's doing a damn thing he he stuck to the dress code he looked mm-hmm. phenomenal he was shining bright you know, like a diamond and they i think they he's what chadwick boseman is 41 years oh yeah old. yeah fountain of you he be drinking that that um thing from black panther <laughs> the juice <laughs> that's how you know he be drinking straight shea butter I'm <laughs> dead. but i think and i think just bringing circling back to like everything that we talked about is like authentic self like mm-hmm. i think even in those gaudy get-ups those people were bringing the, you knew who was bringing their authentic self you knew when they say the the, sh- the clothes is not wearing you you are wearing the clothes great mm. right. The, you know your language, like you know what is you and you know what's not you. Right. And other people can find it. And when yes. they know you, they're able to tell you. And they're only going to tell you so many times until they leave you. That's really why people love Rihanna. It's like she's brought community with her. She's kept her language. She's kept her dialect. She's kept her... Um, all those people that... She, Sure, there are people I'm sure that are around her that's like, yes, it says you're amazing, you're amazing. But there are people that are telling her no. And even when she lost herself, because... Our girl is not perfect. Of course not. She's human. So even when she lost herself, she's been reflective mm-hmm. about it. Very reflective. Like I remember seeing her her Oprah interview where she literally took Oprah with her back into her country land. Exactly. <laughs> and like back, back to, to the blacks. And was able to release. And like you knew that it took her some time because there was a time where we didn't know where Rihanna was. She was giving us the music, but we didn't know where she was. We didn't know yep. what she was doing. There's been many a time she, um, Kalani and all the other ones is not the first ones to delete all their stuff off of Instagram and re- remove themselves altogether. We were worried for Rihanna when she was gone. I didn't remember that, yeah. <laughs> like, we were like, where are you, sis? Didn't they kick her off of Instagram, though? Because <laughs> she was showing her nipples. That too. But, oh. then, but, then, she, but then she left. But yeah, she was yeah. like, yeah, yeah this is my time. Let me, yeah. let me leave. Forget like, y'all. So... <laughs> Also, you showing nipples. Like at that time, we were like, "Sis, why are you showing your nipples on Instagram?" But, but it's like also like, free the nipple, right? Everybody showing nipple. Everybody got a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> nipple, nipple, nipple. You got nipple. nipple. Let me see the nipple. But um, I think like I think that. There are people out there who have gone through what Kanye is going through, not to his extreme, because I don't know what I don't know. I, mean, I don't have the resources. I don't have the book to. That's I don't have level. the the plays. I don't have those. But what I what I can tell you is that uh, he has to be sat down. He has to release. There's a lot that's in there. He thinks that he's releasing it through the music. He thinks that he's releasing it through these interviews. He thinks that he's releasing it through the tweets. 
that's not the release he needs. He needs a cry. He needs. He needs to read a book. A choke up, and he <laughs> yeah, and then he needs no, to take somebody in. from. Um, so he needs to let out, and then he needs to take mm-hmm. in. Somebody <laughs> from OK Africa actually created a book list for him to to read. So y'all should check that out because it has all the foundational text in it. Um, and on that note, I think we should be tuning. This was a foundational text that I think he needs to listen to as well. <laughs> I agree. Won't he do? <laughs> so I want to just say a thank you to yes. Darius for joining yes. us. Thank y'all for having me. I had fun. Yeah. You got to come back more often. Yeah, this was beautiful. You're so smart. You know what? I'm so... I don't want to extend the conversation. I'm mad we didn't get to talk about Tanessi. Tanessi goes... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm... Well, the one thing I wanted to say about his article on Kanye mm. was exactly what you were saying about Zora Neale Hurston mm. and her... The accessibility of the language... The reason I did not like that article was was because he was writing for someone that was not me. Oh yeah, it was very flowery. I, I tried it was flowery. to and I couldn't. It was very flowery. The language, Kanye West is not yeah. going to sit down and read that and understand what the hell he's yeah. saying. Yeah. That was a that was a very thick, very and and like of course he's a he's a he's a writer, he's a novelist, so I get it. But that text was was not for the people. Yeah, it's, and and it's not a novel. It's the Atlantic. You know, it's an it's article that Atlantic. people have to pick up and read like it's a click clickbait you click it you read it you move on right. you get something from it you move on and it was not a, it was not a novel sis so <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah I, I i see that argument i i did understand what he where he was coming from in the arguments that he presented but um accessibility yeah anyway thank you for the world is in need of accessibility yes uh, and on that now note <laughs> We are, we are tuning, tuning out of the takeover with Kristen, Christine, and Darius. Okay. okay.